Welcome back to the You Are Love podcast where we explore the greatest power in all the universe, the love of God. Hi, I'm Pastor Neil and this is episode number 16, The Descent of the Spirit. Acts chapter 2, verse 2, the day of Pentecost. Suddenly a sound like that of a violent rushing wind came from heaven and it filled the whole house where they were staying. Violent rushing wind. Well, in Florida, we call that a hurricane. And we often get violent rushing winds. Years ago, I went outside to fill Hurricane Charlie and I saw very tall palm trees being bent all the way over and the leaves were touching the ground. A violent rushing wind. Now, in Acts chapter 2, it's a violent rushing wind that came from heaven. Divine power coming from heaven, outside power. The first thing we want to see about being filled with the Spirit, we see that it means an outside power, divine power coming from heaven. Now, the world will tell you that your problems come from outside and you have the power inside of you to handle everything, to solve all your problems. Christianity says problems come from the inside and the answer is outside of you. It's an outside power, divine power coming from heaven. So spirit-filled means outside power, but it also means inner wonder. Acts chapter 2 verse 3. And tongues like flames of fire that were divided appeared to them and rested on each one of them. Flames of fire. You know all throughout the Old Testament, God is characterized as a burning bush. He is a pillar of fire at night. Exodus 24:17 says this, And the sight of the glory of the Lord was like a consuming fire. Deuteronomy 4:24, The Lord your God is a consuming fire. He's a jealous God. Psalm 97, verse 3 says it like this, Fire goes before him and consumes his foes on every side. This presence that was once fatal if you even got near it is now in every believer. Every believer is now a burning bush. When I read, in tongues like flames of fire, you might have thought of speaking in tongues. There's a branch of Christianity called Pentecostalism or the Charismatic Movement and it focuses on the gifts of the Spirit and on speaking in tongues. Now this passage in Acts chapter 2, this day of Pentecost, doesn't is not the same as speaking in tongues in the Corinthian church. Here's what Paul says about speaking in tongues to the church in Corinth. This is 1 Corinthians 14, 27. If anyone speaks in a tongue, two or most three should speak in turn and someone must interpret. But if there's no interpreter, he should remain silent in the church and speak only to himself and God. So Paul is assuming that those listening to someone in tongues can't understand without an interpreter. This is very different than what's happening on the day of Pentecost here in Acts chapter 2. They are speaking in known languages. But everyone can understand. These are known languages and everyone can understand. Here's what Acts chapter 2 verse 4 says. Then they were filled with the Holy Spirit 
began to speak in different languages as the Spirit gave them ability for speech. And then verse 7 of chapter 2. And they were astounded and amazed, saying, Aren't all these who are speaking Galileans? How is it that each of us can hear in our own native language? So, it would be like if people who only had German as their native language were in a group with people who only had French as their native language and there were several people who had only English as their native language and several people with Russian, several people with Spanish were all in a room and even though they only spoke and understood their own native language, everyone in the room understood each other. It's the curse of Tower. It's the curse of the Tower of Babel being lifted. You remember the Tower of Babel? All the people spoke the same language and they said, come, let us build ourselves a city and a tower that reaches heaven. Let's make ourselves famous. But God stopped this tower from being built. He changed their language and they could not understand each other. Therefore, they could not work together or build a tower. This tower that they thought would give them fame and security. But on the day of Pentecost, Everyone understood in their own language what was being said. It was an outside power and an inner wonder. And there's definitely a thread here. I was thinking back in Scripture where John is baptizing Jesus in the Jordan River. And as soon as Jesus was baptized, he came up out of the water and suddenly the heavens were open and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and resting on him and a voice from heaven that said this is my son whom I love I take great delight in him by the way that's what we all need to hear we're all desperate to hear God say you are my child I love you I take great delight in you and the fullness of the Holy Spirit will manifest or make God's love real to your heart Romans chapter 8 verse 16 says that the, the Spirit bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. And because you are sons, God has sent the Spirit of His Son into our hearts crying, Abba, Father. That's Galatians chapter 4 verse 6. The Holy Spirit will manifest or make real to your heart that you belong to God. Thomas Goodwin was an English Puritan theologian back in the 1600s and he was out by the park one day and he saw a father and son walking in the park. The father picks the child up and they hug and kiss and tell each other, I love you. Thomas Goodwin says, was the son more of a son on the ground than when he was in his father's arms? Well, legally no, objectively no, but experientially, yes. In his father's arms, he was experiencing his love, his sonship. When the Holy Spirit comes down on you, you sense your father's love. You experience the fullness of his love. When the Holy Spirit comes down, down on you, your eyes are opened and you say, wait a minute. If someone this all-powerful, this great, loves me like this, delights in me, and went to infinite lengths to save me at infinite cost to himself, 
and he's taking everything that's bad and eventually taking it all out of my life. If all that's true, then why do I ever get down? Why do I ever worry about someone snubbing me? You say, whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have eternal life. You stop and you say, whosoever means me. That's the voice of the fullness of the Spirit, an outside power, an inner wonder. In Acts chapter 2, verse 13, some sneered and said, they're full of new wine. You want to know what it looks like to be filled with the fullness of the Spirit? It looks like you're drunk because of the joyful fearlessness. They're too happy when you're filled with the Spirit, you're too happy to be afraid, too happy to worry about what people think. Now the Holy Spirit gives joy through intelligence. Alcohol gives joy through stupidity. Well, think about it. Alcohol is a depressant. Now it doesn't make you depressed or sad. It depresses part of your brain function. Alcohol keeps you from, from reality. The Holy Spirit gives you through joy through intelligence, through reality. The Holy Spirit makes you see that the only one whose opinion matters loves you to the stars. The fullness of the Spirit is an outside power, an inner wonder. The fullness of the Spirit takes away our inhibitions, and we are joyfully obsessed with the God's joyous message. Now, just bear with me. What was everyone saying on the day of Pentecost in all these different languages? What was being said? They were talking about the mighty wonders of God. They said, we hear everyone speaking about the miraculous acts of God. And all through the Old Testament, uh, such as the parting of the Red Sea, is a miraculous act of God to rescue His people. Now, in the New Testament, the miraculous act of God that saved the people was the death and the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. This means to be filled with the Spirit is to be joyfully obsessed with the good news. Now, in conclusion, why was Luke so careful to show us all these different cultures? Listen to Acts chapter 2 verse 9. Parthians, Medes, Elamites, those who live in Mesopotamia, in Judea, Cappadocia, Pontus, in Asia, Phrygia, Pamphylia, Egypt, and the parts of Libya near Cyrene, visitors from Rome, uh, Cretans and Arabs, we hear them speaking. What is everybody saying? What is everybody hearing? We hear them speaking the magnificent acts of God. So why did Luke go to so much detail? Well, that first presentation of the gospel, of the good news, was in every known language. That is every known language. And they're all hearing the glorious and magnificent acts of God. This is so significant. By deliberate miracle, there was no language and therefore no people, group, or culture that had precedence over any other. They all heard the magnificent acts of God. God is not a respecter of persons. No one has a monopoly on God. Everybody in every nook and cranny in the world is getting an opportunity to respond to the gospel of Jesus Christ. Last week in our episode, we looked at the Great Commission where Jesus says, go and make disciples of all nations. 
Christianity is a global phenomenon that has exploded on every continent. Romans 10:18 says it like this, their voice has gone out into all the earth, their words to the ends of the world. So the fullness of the Spirit takes away our inhibitions and fears and we're joyfully obsessed with the gospel message. It pours out of us. Do you know what it means to be part of a church? It's not just an, a place where individuals come to get inspired. To be part of the New Testament church is to live out the undoing of the curses that have come into the human race and are dividing people. The church is a place for your inner wonder and psychological needs to be met, but it's also a place for the barriers to come down between cultures and races and for us to show the world how the human race can be healed under the Lordship of Jesus Christ. Do you want to be part of that? I know I want to be part of that. But to be a part of that, you need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. You say, I, I don't know if I'm, if I'm filled with the Spirit as I should be. It's, it's been a long time since I felt God in my life. Well, keep coming. Keep going to church. Keep asking, oh Lord, Spirit of God, please descend. Thank you.